5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Welcome, everyone, to God Stories Radio. This is Session 99. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? It's been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks. I was really worried earlier today because uh, the weather got ferocious. Is English your first accent or first language, honey? (laughs) My first. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a good joke had you pulled it off. I know, right? (laughs) Man, it's great to be back, and um, this is God Stories Radio, bringing you hope, comfort, and encouragement 24 hours a day, however we can. Just, man, I've missed you. How you, how you doing, Mikey? What's well, new? New? <laughs> New York, New Jersey, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, it was a tough weekend. Saturday was 10 years since I've been... You know, God has got me on this journey, and it's still unfolding as we speak. So I just, you know, it was a little to go through it and, you know, see it. It was 10 years. and I think it's been five years since you and I sat down at the Denny's, and which has since been closed in a, uh, what do they have, a catfish house there now. Since, uh, yeah. yeah, you uh, introduced the Joseph Calling to me. <laughs> well, ten years. Wow, you're gonna have to it was write a tough uh, weekend. It was volume two of uh, Upside to Adversity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to uh, meet Oz at some point too. Oh, man, I would too. And I, you know, I just believe that the Lord is gonna gonna set that up for you. I think so. I, I, I really and do. Joel. And there's just and been Charles. so many. Uh, people that have inspired us along the way absolutely and i just man just to put my hand in theirs and to thank them face to face you hear it father that's my plea that's my cry he's heard it i've already prayed it many times oh man amen but uh tina's here tonight and uh, she has some shout outs i sure do i've got some facebook likes so denise r johnson thank you for liking us on facebook thank you denise we appreciate that Judith Fernandez. Thanks, Judith. Thank you, Judith. And Del Struckmeyer. Del, thanks a lot. Thanks for liking us on Facebook. Yeah, thank you, Del. It's great to have you. Thank you for listening and and uh, praying for us. We'll take all we can get, and hopefully we're uh, returning the encouragement. We've got some countries that are listening, too. Pakistan. Wow, Pakistan. Guam. Guam. And Northern Mariana Island. Northern Mariana Islands. And we were trying to figure out where the heck that was before yes, the were. show. And man, that is uh, afar. I will, but I it's will a, say. But it's a U.S. Yeah, U, U.S. currency and English is the language. And we're just uh, so glad they're, they're with us and they're listening. 
it's so uh, neat to to hear that you know somebody from so far away, a, a place that we've never even heard of, is listening right. to God Stories Radio. Right. So that's pretty exciting. You know, I got to share this too, and I probably have already, but you know, I you have those talks with the Father all the time, where you sit down and you you kind of get in the mully grubs, and you're like, where really? am I going? Where am I going, Father? What am I doing? What's my purpose? You know, and he always tends to bring you back to the a scripture and and uh, to say that he talks through his word is a is a gross understatement. Mm-hmm. But he brought me back to that scripture that you will do greater things than I. You will see greater things than I. And I'm like, I read that, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I said, I'd really like to do some greater things. I really want to see that come to fruition. And it was like you always know it's the father because it happens faster than your mind can and at that instant he goes you are you're in 54 countries mm-hmm. at one time you know with the you know when he prayed for somebody or prayed for you know whatever he did was right on the spot you know now with modern technology and the internet you can be all over the world in an instant and in i thought instant. wow that is greater than yeah. what he what he did. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's it's truly amazing. No other time in the world has that been possible. That it really I really you know, goes to show that I take a lot of our modern benefits for granted. And you know, you just think about them as uh you know, electronics and hobbies and mm-hmm. things like that when really they're tools or some yeah. Colombian Supremo. <laughs> Mike's drinking Thank, his coffee over here. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey supplies us with the Colombian Supremo. And we like to thank Publix. They're not our sponsor, but uh, <laughs> they do sell the Colombian Supremo. So if you're a good coffee drinker, get on down there and get some. But anyway, we uh, don't have a live guest tonight, but we do have a couple of written testimonies um, that, that came in, and Mikey's going to read one for us and I'll kind of let him introduce it. You want me to go first? Or I can go first. Sure. I can. Um, we had a, a written in kind of a short testimony from Elizabeth Coe. And Elizabeth, I'm really sorry that it's taken this long to kind of get around to it. You know, but we've been off kind of for the summer. We've had a, a few weeks off and um, so we're jumping on it for the first time. So let me see. My name is Elizabeth Coe. I would like to share my story with you. I've been struggling as a Christian for a long time because I could not overcome this world and my problems. I really wanted to follow Christ with all my heart, but I always stumbled because of my sins. Then I came across some amazing testimonies from a certain church in South Korea, and I was so shocked to hear the stories of people's lives changing in front of the historical fact of the resurrection. I saw the amazing work of the Holy Spirit as these people repented and surrendered to the risen Jesus. As I was listening to their testimonies, the same work of the Holy Spirit happened to me in which I really stood before the risen Lord Jesus. I could truly repent the sin of not believing in Jesus and surrendered to him as my Lord. Finally. I could believe in Jesus as my Lord and God. 
All my problems were solved. I would really like to share one of these testimonies with you, and if you are interested, there are many more available online. I sincerely believe that this is the true power of the gospel. And Elizabeth, you said a mouthful in that last statement right there. And uh, I can't wait to get in touch with you and get the whole story, get the full story and many more. And I just thank you. We thank you from the bottom of our heart that you took the time to write us. And um, we thank just, you, Elizabeth. Yeah. And uh, just that that small portion right there really, really spoke to me and really touched me. So thank you so much for that. And uh, we'll be in touch um, uh, to maybe set up a time to maybe even have you call in if you uh, feel so inclined. I'm not sure what the time differential is, but maybe we can make that work. But thanks again, Elizabeth. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mikey. All right, we have a testimony that was sent in, and his name is Nathan, and he's from England. And I wish uh, we we could have done it in a little British accent, but uh, to give it more of a home or Nathan's testimony, but uh, here we go. I was born and raised on the south coast of England in a town called Bournemouth. My mom, mom had moved from the northeast of England and met my dad there. They married and had me for the first few years of my life. We lived in a flat on a council estate. I guess the equivalent for you guys in the States would be a one-bedroom apartment in a government housing project. We also had very little money and were on benefits, welfare. My brother was born when I was two, and once he arrived, we graduated to a council house. As a kid, I was also lively and active with full of energy sometimes too much for mom i think at times in the early years i remember being happy even though we had less than most i was always playing football soccer and running i love music i remember i remember taking them or i remember them taking us to church in our early years but this would stop as years went on my parents got into a being relief managers of pubs, which meant that they would provide cover while the managers were away or until new ones were found. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of being around pubs and staying in them across the area while cover was needed. My brother and me would play football in pub gardens and car parks. When I was seven, they got their own pub, which meant that we moved in and ran the pub. A pub isn't a particularly nice environment to be in when you're young, or any age for that matter. It is filled with drunk people and some dodgy characters. Things began to go wrong. My parents' relationship fell apart and they split up, later to get divorced. Mum, my brother, and I moved back to the council house we had lived in before, and although we saw Dad for a while, he moved away, and I didn't see him again for about 14 years when I was in my early 20s. I was eight at this point. Mum remarried, my stepdad, and at first he seemed like quite a fun sort of guy, but he was a heavy drinker and was violent towards Mum and mentally abusive to my brother and me. 
Although I didn't know about God at this point, I believe that there are times in our lives when God intervenes, and this was one of them. I wanted to kill my stepdad and was planning ways to do it. I believe God intervened. He left soon after. They were together until I was about 12 or 13. So now I was into my teenage years. I started to get withdrawn and insular. Depression kicked in. And with the eager rejection and hurt, with anger, rejection, and hurt, I felt it was highly destructive combination. As I said before, I had been an energetic, happy, sporty kid, a kind of kid up to then. I found solace in music. I would stay in my room, listen to music, and play guitar. I began to abuse solvents and had gotten the taste for alcohol. I smoked and started burning my arms with cigarettes in the vain hope that some physical pain would override the emotional pain I felt. It didn't. This depression continued over the next few years, and I became more isolated and lost in music, escaping reality wherever I could. I loved learning, I still do, but I hated school and only went in to get my free school dinner, which... Back then, before they got all health conscious, I could get pizza, sausage roll, and chips, fries, with my free school dinner ticket. At 15, I took some magic mushrooms that I got from a kid at school and tripped out in my bedroom. I was talking to a John Lennon poster on my wall for about eight hours. To be honest, it wasn't a very nice experience. I started smoking weed with mates and drinking more. I was still playing guitar and we'd wreck, get wrecked and have a jam. In England, you do exams at 16 in the last year of secondary school, high school I think for US, called GCSEs. I was stoned for exams and at this point I really didn't care. I managed to get into sixth form, which is another two years of education at the same school I stayed to get a grant, then left spending it all on weed and drink. At this time, a mate of mine that I'd been hanging around with moved into a flat apartment as a lodger. We ended up hanging out in the flat, smoking more weed and getting more drunk. I did amphetamine for the first time and binged on it for the next few weeks not sleeping or eating, just doing amphetamine. It was after this binge that I tried heroin for the first time. For those that don't know, amphetamine is a stimulant and you're constantly up. I used heroin initially to come down from the amphetamine, but once I had my first hit, it was what I had been searching for, the ultimate escape. Weed wasn't enough anymore and you still had to think with heroin, you didn't have to think and you didn't feel any pain. I very quickly became addicted. All the money I had went on it. When the money had gone, everything I owned, I sold. All I wanted to do was to be off my head. That was my number one and only priority. As a result of this, my relationships with my mom and brother deteriorated. I moved out into the flat that my friend had moved into. I was 17, I hadn't been using for a long, very long, 
when I overdosed. I had to be brought back to life, and my heart stopped for a few minutes. I came round and felt sorry for myself for a bit and then had another hit. This happened twice over the next few months. Again, unknown to me at this point, God intervened once more. He was watching over me, and it wasn't my time to go. So my life now consisted of shoplifting, robbing, or scheming money from friends and family, all for the purpose of getting heroin. I had been working for about a year and a half in a pub, kitchen, but couldn't maintain it with a drug habit. I would turn up late because I hadn't scored any gear, and when I did turn up, I would be so out of it I couldn't do the job properly. So now I was caught in this lifestyle, and with no job I was claiming benefits, welfare. I was also addicted to alcohol and started doing more crack whenever I could get money for that as well. I got arrested for shoplifting a few times, and my health deteriorated both physically and mentally. I think at one point I weighed about eight and a half stone, which he has here is 119 pounds. I had gone into about five rehabs and detox clinics over the next few years, but nothing worked, and although I had said I wanted to stop, looking back now, I was lying to myself. I didn't really want to give up the gear. I just didn't like all the drama that went with it, but I still loved to get high. I was homeless as well, and back and forth between flats and depending on who I owed money to was where I stayed. As I had burnt all my bridges with friends and family, I had to try harder to get money, and so the crime I was doing got a bit more serious. I started working for someone who was selling drugs and breaking into places. There was about 10 people over these years that I knew or associated with that died from drugs and drink and one suicide. On one particular day, I had had enough. I was on the waiting list to get into a rehab, and I turned up asking for help. I told them I was suicidal and they needed to help me. They couldn't do anything and sent me to the GP, local doctor. I turned up at the doctor and he gave me a number to ring the Samaritans. I went to the A&E at the hospital and told them the same thing, that I needed help or I was going to kill myself. They couldn't or wouldn't do anything. I tried one last place, which was the police station. Although they couldn't help, ironically, they were the ones that showed the most concern. They gave me a couple of cigarettes to see me on my way. Not much, really, but that little bit of concern went a long way from stopping me to throw myself under a car. After I left there, I managed to stay the night at my brother's flat. I had tried everything for help, and no one could or would help. I was desperate, and at the end of it all, and unlike other times, I really did want to stop and give up drugs. The problem I had was I couldn't. After the failed attempts to get help that day, in a last-ditch attempt, I called out and said, God, if you're real, you've got to help me because I'm going to kill myself. I was nearly 21 at the time. I said that, and I meant it. It was a cry from my heart and spirit begging God to help me. I didn't know God at this point, but it was the only hope I had left. Over the next few days, I was repenting my prayer or repeating my prayer 
I believe that Jesus was there with me over the next few weeks and that he, through his Holy Spirit, gave me the strength to go through a cold turkey and get off of heroin. From that moment, I called out. I believe the addiction was broken and I never injected drugs again. My brother had become a Christian and had been baptized a few years before, something I never took any notice of. In fact, they even mocked him. But here he was, and with answers to my questions, which was the words left his mouth, hit me like a sword. I asked him, how did you become so wise? He said, I asked God to give me the words to say to you, and he did. I went to church with him soon after this. I stopped doing heroin, and I could see some hope. I was moved in the service, and afterwards I was drinking coffee, but I was shaking so much and crying that I couldn't hold the coffee cup properly. I understood that Christ was real, and I thought to myself, what I have been doing with my life. I learned about repentance, and I gave my life with the prayer at a mini-alpha course at someone's house very soon after. God provided for me practically over the next few months by getting me accommodation and a life skills course, amongst other things. I learned about the Bible and adjusted to normal life over the next year before I got baptized. It was an amazing experience and a memory that I thank God for almost every day. That was 14 years ago now and a start of a real life. There have been many adventures along this journey that I can perhaps share with you as a part two. One thing I can say is that God is faithful. He has never let me down, and I don't believe he ever will. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and feel free to send me your questions if you have any. I have tried to make it brief, so there may be things that you would like to know more about in greater detail. I'd be happy to answer. Thank you, and God bless. And that's from Nathan. I was just saying he's so brave to give his testimony. Yes, thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. I wish I could have done it in a British accent, but it's a good testimony anyway. Uh, you bet. You know, it's because, um, you know, growing up in England, too, I, I can relate to a lot. You were there. Right. I relate to a lot of what he's saying. I don't think it's, you know, uncommon for, you know, kids to be growing up in an environment that's not really you know, I guess conducive, yeah, to their, um, to their welfare. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, especially in Europe in general, I think, you know, drinking is just some of, you know, one of those normal things that just sort of happens. Um, you know, it's just like culturally very acceptable, but it's so harmful, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't realize yeah, everybody takes it so casually, but you don't realize all the underlying effects that it has on these kids as they're growing up, being exposed to that, watching right. it, right? You know, becoming it, it think victims it, it think of broken it's a marriages. Thing. Sure. And then and it, one thing I can really relate to is music. You know, mm-hmm. I I turn to music even today as a, as a form of solace. Mm-hmm. You can always uh, escape whether it's into worship or you can go the other direction through music. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I one particular uh, CD that Martin, my roommate, had made for me that I listen to every day before I go to work. Just it takes an hour and twenty minutes that just soothes my spirit. Get Mm -hmm. ready to go to work and do it. You know, I like. I'm glad you said the word spirit because I really believe music does have a spirit to it. You know, oh, absolutely. It can have a positive spirit Mm -hmm. or a negative spirit, like You you were saying. Um, and you know, the other thing I wanted to, to touch on with Nathan's testimony is how, you know, getting that high became the idol in his life right? that he had to overcome, you know, through the power of Jesus. And we can't have any idols before him. You know, we've got to mm-hmm. surrender it all and give it all to him, you know. He needs to be what our eyes and hearts are focused on. Absolutely. And I think that's what he meant by there shall be no other gods before me. And that God could be your automobile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can be your bank account. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading that, I read across the part that he said that there was something that he was searching for. How many times have we heard that on people's testimonies that were into the drugs scene and everything else? and always something so that testimony was identifiable all the way i mean if he'd have said one more word he would have said the tired word yeah you know and he was he was ready he he was there he was right there but i think i I think he was going you know searching you know trying to you know ask people to get help right and they probably saw that too if someone is going to look for help they ain't gonna they're not going to kill themselves oh right exactly you're right. He's everything but the tired. What is a council house? Do you um, know, babe? Yeah, I think it's kind of like what you guys would consider uh, like a section, section eight. eight. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. too. Ah, okay. All right. Because uh, I just wrote down some things I didn't know. Like, uh, I like the term he used, dodgy characters. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Dodgy. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I know what a flat is, but I didn't yeah. realize. I figured a flat was. It's an apartment, yeah. But he made it sound like it was not a very... No, he did make it sound like that. Luxurious. Because of of the type of housing that it was. Because, you know, the government, you know, just like over here, the government will pay for housing for you, but it might not be in the best neighborhood. So you can have a flat inside of council Yeah, I mean, you can think of... you know, certain areas of maybe like Detroit, I don't want to like pigeonhole cities and so forth, but you know, there are certain areas that yeah, have big a, inner cities and right, right that have really large um, communities on a lot of public assistance mm-hmm. and they all tend to be relatively in the same area. You know, I don't think it's any different over there. I also want to take a second to uh, thank uh, Mike Sanchez. Um, for writing in and he said that uh, I just listened to about four hours of podcast I always love to hear testimonies keep those going that's um, awesome yeah he what is such a blessing Mike um, we appreciate you um, listening and hey we would like to hear your testimony yeah so uh, whether you're you know would like to write in or call in we're not scared to have you yeah. we would love to have you had a friend um pastor uh from california that actually he and his family uh decided to you know be missionaries over in england and you know back then when he was first doing it we were all wondering well why england Mm -hmm. you know because it just seems kind of odd that you're not going off to some third world country 
Um, but it was really interesting. You know, there's a lot of people in England that, um, you know, Catholicism has been established there, you know, for centuries. Mm-hmm. And, um, but Catholicism and Christianity are very different. And you and I were talking about that the other day. They kind of run some parallels, but there's a lot of like really key differences. You know, one of them being, you know, Christians have a tendency to really be in their Bible and reading the Bible where that level of importance on the Bible is not necessarily placed in the Catholic faith. No, actually, from my understanding, at some point it was on the do not read list. Wow. Yeah, Mikey, that's right. You have a Catholic background. I do. And, uh, you know, in the in the guise of the the particular movie that we were watching at the time. I kind of noticed the the pharisaical mm-hmm. aspects of of the roles in the movies mm-hmm. as opposed to you know what Jesus went through in that period. There's something that Justin always says um want to say you know where it I always remember that more along the lines of the spirit of what he's talking about rather than necessarily the words but you know there's a lot of um procedural things that happen in Catholicism. They're rituals, ritualistic, you know, and, you know, Christianity isn't about rituals. It's not about, you know, oh, you've got to say 10 Hail Marys Mm -hmm. or so forth. And I'm definitely not bashing the Catholic faith. I'm just pointing out some of the differences, you know, where with Christianity, I feel that um, it's less ritualistic. It's based on a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because he is our intercessor and we can go directly to him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Catholicism, it's the priest that is the intercessor, intercessor. you know, the, and, and, the father. And, and a lot of them kind of, what do I want to say, worship Mary and Joseph. Yes, yes, and, yes. And, it's, yeah, there is... There is a lot of that, you know, the saints and, and Mary and so forth. That but we uh, are saints. Yeah. Amen. Yep, we are. We're also the temple of God, you know. Absolutely. Our bodies are the temple of the Lord, the living God. Amen. I want to give a shout out to uh, Marty Angelo. Marty uh, wrote in and asked if we were still interested in his testimony to use on the show. Well, uh, that's a big yes. A big yes. From all three of us. (laughs) So, Marty, please get in touch with us. Uh, You already have uh, God Stories Radio at Gmail, and you can send the testimony in there. I noticed that you included your phone number, so we could get together that way, and you're more than welcome to call in. We'd love to have you. Right, because we can do that as well. You bet. You bet. So thank you for writing in. Also, we have um, a couple of listeners on Mixler tonight. like to uh, welcome A.J. Robke. Yay. For listening tonight, also thanks, uh, AJ. Stacy Cato Young is with us tonight thanks, on Mixler. So, oh, okay, she's uh, so thank you, Stacy, for uh, for listening and joining us work. tonight. Yeah, that's great. So we're glad to have you. Thank you so much, and uh, we're just thankful for all these folks that are stepping up. And you know, when the the Lord nudges you, uh, it's time. You know, get yeah. that <laughs> get. Time to get your nudge on. Right. So anybody else out there listening, send us in your testimony written to what's the website again, Fritz? A God Stories Radio at Gmail. Right. Dot com or you can tweet us. Tweet us on uh, Twitter. And, and again, we'll we'll take a call in as well, but we would 
love to have a person in person. And, uh, man, I'm just a uh, shout-out to Jacob Yardley, who uh, wrote in with his testimony. That was yes. A, that was an amazing testimony. Thank you, thank you. And um, we also have... Uh, he was from... Uh, Shem. From Australia. Yeah. yeah. Remember Shem? No, Shem? no, Jacob, I think. Oh, Jacob yeah, Yardley. Jacob yeah. was, yeah. Was, and then we have Shem, and Shem, if I... Don't pronounce this right. It's N G U G I. Luigi? Luigi? Oh, I don't know. But uh, uh, he says, uh, Am Shem from Nairobi, Kenya. Oh, oh, wonderful. Glad to connect with you. Mine is a prayer request. Trusting God for my school fees. Currently am doing advanced diploma in biblical studies and am praying that God will also provide even for my BA. Thank you, and God bless you. Love you all. Let's just pray for him right Let's now. Let's do it. All right. Go right ahead, Vic. Heavenly ahead. Father, we just lift Shem up to you right yes, now. Father. Lord, we just ask that you would just take care of the financial situation in regards to his schooling, Lord. Help lead him where you need him to go, Father, educationally, and just provide for him, Lord. We know that you will do this for him, and we just ask it. In, in expectancy, Lord, we ask in your name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Shem, you have to have that same faith. Amen. I'm sure he does. He wouldn't have asked otherwise. Oh, you. Right? Amen. And uh, shout out to a Wendy Ogden West. Uh, I love listening to the podcast. I think I've listened to most of them, either on iHeart or downloaded from your website. While I enjoy the testimonies, I really like hearing what the three of you have been up to, and Audrey and Tina as well. <laughs> it's like we have been friends for years. Keep it up. Thank you, Wendy. That's so Thank sweet. Thank you so much. Isn't that sweet? It yes. is. Thank you so much, guys, for reaching out, and that just blesses us. Oh, I, absolutely. I just, yeah. uh, I felt an, like you said, I felt an anointing tonight. I was mm -hmm. just kind of emotional even before the, the program began. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We, we know the the... Holy Spirit is here tonight. Well, guys, uh, be in prayer for us because, believe it or not, we're next week we're going to celebrate session one hundred. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get a hold of what's his face. <laughs> Mike says we got to get a hold of what's his face. Uh, <laughs> Who's on first? Well, that's clear. <laughs> yeah, really. No, but we we had a um, uh, a message sent to us during the week out of the blue. And I sent a, an email back, and right now I'm just waiting for a uh, response from that. And hopefully I gave them the dates that we're open on, and hopefully they will contest back and we'll have someone in the studio for that session. Wow, yeah. So just be in prayer with us that the Lord will have who he wants to have. Amen. Session 100. Absolutely. He's in control all the time. Yes, he is. So it's been, what, three years, Mikey? Three years? Yeah, a little bit over. A little bit over. May. May we started. Session 100. Wow. What a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. And uh, we just hope that something has been said or uh, along the way that has just touched your life or changed your life or changed somebody you know and love. And if that's the case, would you please write in and tell us about it? Godstoriesradio at gmail.com. 
or like Mikey says, you can tweet us at God Stories Radio, or you can like us on Facebook. But, you know, let us know if something happened or somebody's life was changed because of, you know, one of the testimonies or something that was said. We would love to share that at Session 100 because I'd really love to, you know, just have a kind of a three-year look back or... Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. That'd Wouldn't be that be fantastic. great? Fantastic, yeah. That'd Definitely. Be, oh man, and maybe play some excerpts from <laughs> from session one. Or, oh, you that'd know. be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So you know, we want to encourage you all too that if you are not connected with a church or you are not connected in a life group, that you would really pray about the Lord leading you to the correct church for you and the correct life good group for yourself. It's really, really important that you're fellowshipping and that you're connected with Mm -hmm. other Christians. It helps your journey so much to be sharpened by those other Christians. You know, you hear Fritz and Mike say it all the time, you know, iron sharpens iron. Amen. And it does, you know, that's scriptural. So you want to make sure you're plugged in with good people, you know, and you're in a Bible-based believing church. So if you aren't in one, please start seeking the Father for guidance that he would lead you to the place he wants you to be. Amen. Another shout-out real quick to Janelle Grimm. Uh, Hi, Janelle. I I love your station. Are you going to be posting current episodes? I've listened to almost every session you have on iHeart. Thank you. Praise God for your work. Speaking of iHeart, anybody listening to us on iHeart, please go there and follow us on iHeart. Yes, amen, because you'll never miss... Um, a session that way that you'll be notified and you can make a custom station and you can listen to Mikey 24 hours oh, a day. Oh boy. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. You and, need some encouragement. Switch on old Mikey. And here we are talking about testimonies. Remember we've had a couple, a couple of shows or sessions uh, back in, uh, you know, a couple months ago where it was just a, basically a couple hour stint in a day that, you know, was definitely a God thing. So even little short stories like that would be great as well. Hey, man, I just, man, I, I'm going to save some of these shout-outs for next week. But, man, we've, we've got a bunch that have come in. And we just, man, we just thank you. Appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And we've had no other agenda since session one but to bless you and encourage you. Absolutely. And glorify the Lord. And glorify the Lord. And, um it's it's his gig as we've always said mm-hmm. but we thank you and you know uh we don't uh, make a habit of begging for money because we believe god it's his gig and he'll take care of it but you know if the, if the lord um you know nudges you in a way we do have a paypal you can just click on the, the front of the website on godstoriesradio.com and you can you can give tax free um to god stories radio and it will Go to help with the monthly ministry. We have some online um, expenses, expenses, and, and you know monthly power expenses and just things we use around the studio. But equipment, equipment, expenses. and uh, we really, really appreciate that. And we thank uh, so many people that give on a regular basis, and and uh, just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And it it's because of you and because of the Father that uh, we can call session 100 Amen. next week that's right uh, we just love and appreciate you well thanks for hanging out with us and uh, that about wraps it up for session 99 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina 
God bless. God bless. Winter has come back again. Feels like the season won't end. My faith is tired tonight, and I won't try to pretend. I've got it all figured out. That I don't have any doubts. I've got a busted heart. I need you now. Yeah, I need you now. Surrender tonight, you meet me right where I am.